Hi, everybody. Welcome to the brand new Monetization Masters podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gallett. Thanks for joining me today. I encourage you to follow the podcast on your platform of choice. The idea behind the podcast is to meet people who are thought leaders and practitioners in the growing and influential monetization space, and to give them a platform to share their quick thoughts or ideas. If you're interested in joining me as a guest, I'd love to have you. Feel free to reach out to me directly at jeff.g, that's G-E-O-F-F dot G, at monetize360.io. I'm very excited that the first guest of the podcast is Andrew Daly, co-founder and managing director of MGI Research, an independent research and strategic advisory firm. Andrew is a real thought leader on the topic of monetization, and I think you're going to enjoy what he has to say. Andrew, welcome to the premiere episode of the Monetization Masters podcast. Really excited to have you be our first guest. Thanks, Jeff. It's a real pleasure to be here, and I'm always excited to be number one. <laughs> because of your background, because of what MGI does, um, the, the goal here is to expose various types of monetization and best practices for people that they can actually have a takeaway and learn something about the space they're in, maybe get some new ideas and some, some thoughts about how they can go forward with their monetization journey. And MGI is so um, thoughtful when it comes to this. I thought it'd be great if you could just talk a little bit about what is agile monetization, a term that you guys have really brought into the forefront. Okay. Uh, so we're big believers in definitions and having clear definitions of terms. Uh, so we define first monetization, just to start, as how market demand is created and then translated into revenues, profits, and business differentiation. And how well companies handle monetization, uh, you know, another way of looking at this is to say how well a company handles monetization is reflected in its growth and its profitability, in customer retention, in NPS scores, in how easy or hard it is to do business with a company. And so we think about agile monetization uh, and this notion of what we call an agile monetization platform um, as a reference architecture for organizations to think about how they monetize. And so just as uh, ERP or enterprise resource planning way back when was a reference model for how organizations could organize around bringing disparate systems together and kind of bringing order to what was then chaos in the world of manufacturing, um, we think about an AMP or agile monetization platform as a model for organizations to look at the different um, uh, components of monetization. There's roughly, you know, we think about it as roughly 12 or 13 from, you know, e-commerce, e uh, billing, revenue recognition, contract management, mediation, et cetera. We can go through them. Um, but we put out this notion of AMP as a reference model for organizations to think about how do they handle those different components of monetization and then how do those different components work together for better or for worse, mm -hmm. right, um, to help an organization in terms of its ability to monetize. 
And it seems like in this particular space that the notion of having a framework makes so much sense because the models shift all the time. I mean, it just seems to me that the rapid pace of change in terms of how people price and bill changes. And it used to, you know, it used to be, it was 15 years when somebody said, I have, you know, software I shipped you on a CD before they moved into a service model. And then when the service model happened, it was, okay, in five years, we're going to move from a managed service to a pure subscription. And then two years into something like usage. And it, it just seems to be happening very quickly, putting the companies who are trying to adopt solutions at risk because they have to be constantly evolving. And if they don't have a framework in place, it's going to be impossible to evolve. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, on one level, it's um, the systems need to evolve. And that's where a lot of organizations have systems like ERP, which really weren't designed for the business models that we have today. And I would say, on the other hand, you know, plus ça change, you go back in time, mainframe software, MVS, uh, you know, the mainframe operating system was a monthly subscription, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, things have changed and evolved. I think more importantly, organizations' infrastructures and their ability to handle uh, change maybe hasn't evolved or kept pace. Which is really interesting when you think that just the 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 skill sets and the exposure to the various types of models over time, you would think that people would be better equipped. I'm going to refer back to a to a piece that you guys published, the 13 Deadly Sins of Agile Monetization, where the statistics in there are pretty astounding in terms of the the readiness of most companies to actually be agile by the definitions in that document. Well, if you think about it look back in time and say, where did the investment take place over the last 20 plus years? There was a lot of investment in ERP and manufacturing. There was a lot of investment in sales automation and CRM. When you look at where's the investment been in say billing, there hasn't been a lot. If you say, where's the investment been in uh, contract management, in pricing, there hasn't been a lot of investment in those spaces. And at the root of that, if you say from a process point of view, a lot of organizations haven't gone back and looked at some of the core processes and said, how do we do this better? And how does our core pro critical core processes support the most important parts of our business? I mean, we, we have this conversation with, CEOs and leadership teams all the time, which is you can invest in a new financials application, but is a new general ledger going to put two cents on the bottom line next quarter? Is it going to make your customers any happier? Right? You can invest in a new HR system. Is that really going to move the needle for mm -hmm. your business? Like, are you going to have an earnings upside surprise because of that? Probably not. But when you look at it and say, you know, look at the whole investment around customer experience, how much of that has really peeled back from the look and feel of your website to how much friction is there in doing business with your company? Yeah. 
when you were first describing it there, my, you know, my thought was that so much of the, re- you were describing the reason or the fact that things haven't necessarily been or evolved at the same way or the systems haven't been invested in. And part of my thought is people tend to invest in the things that they think are going to drive revenue and they think they're going to drive customer sat. And so it's, well, if we invest in CRM, we're going to have a better relationship with our customers which can all get broken if you don't adequately build them or correctly build them. They think we can acquire more customers, but if you don't have a way to actually price them in a competitive way or build out a model that makes sense. So I think that they might naively say, I can't generate revenue off of this monetization model, when in reality, they actually can. It's much more customer-facing than they might think it is. A 100%. And if you think about how many CRM systems are tied to billing, not so many. 30% of the average organization's support interactions, whether it's call, chat, whatever, 30% of those interactions involve a questioning about my bill. So, and what happens typically? There's a support interaction, and then, oh, by the way, I have this billing question. Mm -hmm. Then I go through a whole other path which typically is a lot of friction in the best of cases. Yeah. Right. And you end up with a really negative customer experience, you know, and something is, you know, everybody thinks about billing as the back office. The bill is a, is the most important representation of your brand. If it's transparent, if it's accurate, if it's timely, it reinforces your brand values of being trustworthy if it's hard to decipher, inaccurate, it says, hmm, do I want to be doing business with these guys? Right? It's a reminder that there's maybe some other problem with your product. And today, most things are not, the, especially the, the types, the technology solutions, the telecommunications solutions, the um, um, banking solutions, the kind of things that we work with that are in, um, that are, where those billing environments exist, they're very complex, so you actually have this whole idea where you're trying to simplify. You have something very complex that you have to then show in a consumable, simple way, but you also have to provide enough information and insight to it that somebody can demystify it, that they can look at it and go, oh, this makes sense to me, or it doesn't make sense to me, however that may play out. Yeah, that's right. And, and the problem is we want to have these one-on-one customized customer interactions Right? I want to tailor my solution to you, but then to have that reflected simply in my operational systems is really difficult. Because if I end up with 100 customers with 100 unique deals, supporting that gets really difficult, Right. right? Let alone if I have 100,000 or 100 million. Right, right. Yeah, so the idea of a bespoke offering, but at the, at the last mile of that bespoke offering can be really problematic. A hundred percent. And that's why you see the, the, when we talk about the deadly sins of agile monetization, it's, oh, well, we've got 10% of our customers that we have to bill by hand because it doesn't fit within our systems. You know, somebody, sold, we sold them this great deal at the end of the quarter. It's a marquee customer. They love us, but you're probably leaking 5% of the revenue because you're doing it by hand. So that said, in the spirit of 
giving somebody something they can hang their hat on, some piece of true advice that's coming from someone? What, what would be the one thing? If you could tell somebody just starting in their journey or thinking about moving from a rigid system to a more agile system, what's the first thing that you think they should think of? The first, the first um, bowling pin they should knock down? Yeah, I would say before we even look at systems, look at, take, take the AMP model and even at a very coarse level, look across the different disciplines from commerce to mediation, payments, order management. You know, we intentionally laid it out so it's not in a linear kind of flow because your business, that's flowing continuously and it's like you're it's like the human body where you've got five major organs that have to all interact continuously. <laughs> Similarly, monetization, you should step back from it and say, let's look at those core areas. Where are we doing things really well and where is there friction? And usually what you'll find is that once you find one area of particular friction, um, you'll see that that leads into or bleeds into a couple other areas. So you may think that you have a quoting problem and maybe you do, it takes too long to generate quotes, but then pull that back and say, well, why is that? Right? How many SKUs do you have? So I think it would be take a look at that model and use that as a template to benchmark where you are and where you've invested and you know what your level of investment is compared to where your peers are and where best in class companies are. Thank you so much. Appreciate the conversation. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Monetization Masters. If you're interested in a free copy of MGI Research's 13 Deadly Sins of Agile Monetization, we can get you a copy. Please visit us at m.monetize360.io slash 13 deadly sins. Your feedback is always welcomed, as are your shares and, of course, your reviews of the podcast. Please follow and review Monetization Masters on your platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We'll talk to you next time.